0: them a true winner. To depend on luck is a big mistake. What you do with a given situation determines whether you win or lose. Sometimes realizing an opportunity will be your greatest challenge, but once you've identified an advantage, your true fortune depends on capitalizing on your ideas and being adaptable. A good example of a lucky person who took advantage of his situation and made it profitable was W.K. Kellogg. Kellogg was experimenting with creating a healthier type of bread, and left boiled wheat paste in a pan overnight. In the morning, he baked the dried-out ingredients and ended up with toasted flakes. They were tasty, and he decided to sell them as Kellogg's cereal. But his lucky accident wasn't the only reason for his success his product was inexpensive to produce and naturally other competitors entered the market at this point his product could have failed but kellogg decided to differentiate it from others in the market he created the flakes out of corn and then added sugar he also was one of the first to advertise heavily especially to women through such magazines as ladies home journal He soon developed brand loyalty, and his cornflakes led all his competitors. Kellogg took a mistake and created his own advantage. George Richmond also took a good idea and made it great. Born into a single-parent household in a poor New York tenement, he certainly qualified as disadvantaged. But George was an artistic, inquisitive, hard-working, and optimistic child. Eventually, he was accepted to Yale University on a full scholarship. After he graduated, he became a school teacher in New York City. In Richmond's classroom, he taught children from poor financial backgrounds like himself how to make money and how the economy works. Through games and simulations, he explained the basics of business, such as banking, real estate, taxes, finance, and market demands bottom line his programs became so successful he started a company called micro society school then sold the curriculum to two hundred schools in forty states and helped thousands of children he seemed like a lucky man whose good idea flourished not so life was never easy for richmond at the age of thirty-seven he was struck with parkinson's disease and could no longer work His business partner and wife had to take over the business. Was this the end for Richmond? Absolutely not. Even though he couldn't work at his business, he could still paint, a childhood passion. Now Richmond is a successful artist, selling some of his paintings to celebrities, including Muhammad Ali. George Richmond doesn't quit. He adapts. Dependent people say it's lost. Confident people say, I'll find it. Necessity, Mother of Invention By simply solving your own problems, you can create new business opportunities. Chances are that someone else has the same problem, and you'll have an immediate market. By finding a solution, you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping others. Elisha Otis enjoyed solving problems. Does his name sound familiar? Next time you're in an elevator, look on the wall next to the door and you'll probably see his name, the name of his company, Otis Elevator. Raised on a farm, Otis did not like most of the work and spent most of his time trying to improve the family's equipment. Eventually, he moved to New York and became a mechanic. He worked on many projects, always trying to invent a better product. If one idea failed he'd move on to the next one. Otis was especially interested in freight elevators. In the early 1850s, he worked on making them safer and more practical. At the time, elevators were used to lift lumber or construction materials. If the rope broke, the materials in the elevator came crashing down. These accidents were costly, so Otis developed an elevator that would stop itself. Surprisingly, no one seemed impressed by his new invention, so he decided to attract attention by demonstrating it at the 1854 New York World's Fair. Standing on an elevator lift, workmen hoisted him thirty feet above the ground. Dramatically, Otis cut the rope. The audience gasped, expecting him to fall to his death. But his invention stopped his fall, and the orders poured in. In the year 2000, Otis Elevator had over $6 billion in sales. Finding opportunity is easy. Just look for mistakes. During World War II and the Vietnam War, GIs had to solve their problems quickly and accurately. Their ingenuity saved their lives while fighting in the combat zones. For example, during World War II, the Germans put metal piano wires across the roads to decapitate G.I.s who were driving along unsuspectingly in their jeeps. When others heard about this gruesome tactic, it didn't take long for the Americans to modify their vehicles with metal poles. The poles snapped the wires before they encountered the traps. In Vietnam, many were killed and wounded when shrapnel from landmines exploded underneath their vehicles. Solution? Place sandbags on the floor of the trucks and jeeps. It worked. Rocket-propelled grenades presented another problem. Answer. Put hurricane fencing around the vehicles, creating a cage. Miraculously, the grenades would bounce off and hit the ground. Adaptability and necessity saved many lives. These solutions were so effective that they were used on Humvees during the Gulf War. The most significant trait of losers is they don't recognize opportunity. Venturing releases creative instincts and energy. Venturing into new territories or directions is challenging, but the rewards can be great. Most of the time, we don't like change and are more comfortable with what we know. But forcing yourself to leave your comfort zone can be worthwhile and profitable. Growth and improvement come only if we continue to learn by observing our environment, asking questions, and studying new ideas. Successful people are lifelong learners. They want as much knowledge as they can get to improve their lives and are always curious. Thomas Jefferson set a high standard for all of us. He took notes on his daily observations. Every morning, he spent hours writing and researching his ideas. He wrote observations when he traveled abroad and brought that information back to the United States. He also detailed the small things in his life, like how well certain plants grew and the type of seeds he used. He was always experimenting. Jefferson believed idleness was his enemy. In a letter to his daughter, he said crisply, It is wonderful how much may be done if we are always doing. Jefferson's heritage is unsurpassed. He wrote our Declaration of Independence in 1776, was elected the third U.S. President in 1801, and founded the University of Virginia in 1825. Be thankful for what you don't know. Only in discovery will you find opportunity. Venturing solves problems and creates new opportunities. James Naismith's innovative thinking led to a sport that is enjoyed by more than 300 million people worldwide. In the late 19th century, football was dangerous and sometimes deadly. Athletes didn't wear helmets or safety equipment. Naismith was an athlete who was discouraged from playing football by his friends and family, but wanted to be involved in sports all year round. As a physical education teacher, he was ordered to find an indoor game for a class of rowdy students at the School for Christian Workers in Springfield, Massachusetts. First, he tried bringing lacrosse and soccer inside. That didn't work. So he decided to try something completely new and without as much physical contact. He found a medium-sized rubber ball nailed a bottomless peach basket to a wall and called the new game basketball in his lifetime Naismith didn't spend a lot of time coaching but tried to bring sports into young people's lives he believed athletics helped teach goal setting ethics and teamwork he also stressed safety and made the first football helmet many people believe his concerns about safety